What do we want to see in a Vita 2? Let's be hopeful together. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Triangle Squared. Uh, I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, your co-host, Saul Bridges. Uh, with this week's episode, we want to discuss about what we would like to see in a Vita successor, or PSP2, or Vita2, or whatever the hell they decide to call it. <laughs> um, hopefully. But a little bit of cleanup first. Of course, this is Triangle Squared, new episode post every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 or 20, 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we do have a Twitter. If you'd like to ever get any of your ideas on the show or respond to anything we're talking about on the show, you can tweet at us, uh, at TriangleSQRD. And, of course, one more thing to clean up. Uh, for those who like the addition of this on our YouTube uh, videos, and I'm going to go back and do it to all of the videos uh, in case you're just starting to join us, but we're going to add... Uh, timestamps so that you can click through the topics that you actually want to hear in case you don't care about the news or the releases or you only want to hear us talk about the main topic or you don't want to hear us talk about the main topic. Whatever we need, uh, we basically just want to make it easier for you to get what you want out of the show. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and hop into the news for the week. Sure. You, you went with drop first, so I'm going to steal your, I'm going to steal your thunder. And go no. First this week. So, uh, one of the best things and the first thing I put on here is that Darksiders 3 has finally fucking been announced. And I don't know if... I mean, I know that you just bought Darksiders. Late, late to the game. So you're extremely late to the game. Right. But THQ Nordic acquired Darksiders in two, two, or Nordic Games. They renamed themselves. But Nordic Games acquired the rights to Darksiders in 2013. Then they made the, the Definitive Edition of Darksiders 2 and then the War Mastered Edition of Darksiders 1. Yeah. Stupid names. Which is weird. Trying to be clever. Well, it's but, weird that they did 2 and 1. Is there any reason they did that? I, two like, was two was a bigger game, sold better, uh, and it was a lot of people saw. And I think it just had more going for it at the time. Got it. Whereas one didn't age quite as well as two. Still a great game. Yeah, both pretty fun. Both very reminiscent of an older school hack and slash on PS3s. And yeah, PS2s. I like to say it's like I always tell people like the first game specifically when I first played it, I was like, man, this is God of War and Zelda just smashed together. I it's could got see that. some of the Zelda dungeon structures. Yeah, but when you come to like moving and traversal, how far did you get? Um, first real boss. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, but so you kind of seen a little bit of what I'm, what I'm talking about. Uh, but when you start getting into the real traversal where you go up and down, um, you're going to see the kind of God of War inspired stuff. Right. But then when you get into the parts of the dungeons where you got to get through, there's like little bombs you got to pick up and throw in certain areas and stuff. So you'll see that Zelda kind of dungeon structure coming through. But the game's great. Some people didn't care for it. I mean, some people have very odd thoughts on PHQ that they're this middling company that makes that kind of in-between of a indie game and a triple-a game yeah but i don't necessarily agree that was always true and i think the one series that they really had going for them that never felt like that really was darksiders and maybe to a lesser extent red faction because red faction gorilla was a really cool game and technologically speaking the game had destructible environments which was pretty new yeah i played a red faction oh well, completely destructible environments uh, but not really completely. Old PS2 Red Faction, you really that's could just destroy everything. Yeah, that's the one but I But Gorilla came to where it was like the, the destruction matched what you were doing better. So it's uh, like, okay. you know, the stuff would fall down. Right. But not to spend too much time on that. Uh, anyway, originally Darksiders 3 was leaked by an Amazon product list, uh, listing 
being developed by Gunfire Games. These are the same people that did the uh, two remasters. Mm-hmm. Um, and published by THQ Nordic, Darksiders 3 will see you playing as Fury. Screenshots show Fury using a whip against an enemy in the signature Darksiders art style. The listings showed the game due out in 2018. Uh, I went ahead and put the update on here that uh, they have officially announced the game now. Uh, with a trailer and a 2018 release window, and also IGN got a first of uh, 12 minutes of pre-alpha gameplay that went up this past Friday. The pre-alpha gameplay looks good, but the the very, very specific word is pre-alpha, so it's early. Uh, There's not really any music. There's just... Combat. Standard sound effects. Uh, The combat... Looked a little bit less fluid than the Well, the animations looked a little repetitious. Like, they're... Yeah. So, but I mean, early stages of the game, but the game looks great. Right. So I'm not saying anything bad about it, because... As someone who's generally excited, there's a, there is a lot of controversy going on right now over the fact that A, you're playing as a girl, and B, that the girl is named Fury, because that is not one of the original Horseman's name. But if you followed the series all the way back in 2010 when the first game launched and they gave it its own comic book and lore and everything, they had already said that the four Horsemen were going to be Strife, Fury, Death, and War. And, they've already and that Fury was always going to be a girl. They've so always been depicted. Too, so, so yeah, so Two left. Yeah, so after this releases, if it sells well enough, I'm sure we'll see the Strife game that everybody eventually wants to see as well. That'd be cool. um, Moving on to the next thing on the list, Bandai Namco have revealed uh, the first gameplay trailer for Code Vein this week. And Code Vein was that vampire RPG that they were kind of putting out there and toting the Dark Souls Souls. a lot. Well, the great thing is, is that it actually looks like it might have some gameplay mechanics Good. from Dark Souls. If you look at the gameplay, now again, it's just chunks and bits, and you're not you're seeing little slices. Um, but it kind of has the same way the camera swoops and the way that your enemy attacks. I could see it being light, heavy, and the enemies are really grueling towards you. So if that's true, that's cool. Uh, and it has like this really kind of in between realistic but anime look, like almost like the characters have a little more anime design. I like the look of the character. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. So that game is due out in 2018. No actual release window outside of that. Uh, next thing on the list is that PlayStation's 2017 E3 press conference has finally received a date. And to no one's surprise at all, it's, it's Monday. The same. It's the same as it's always <laughs> it's been. It's always the same. Um, but let's see. Uh, Sony has begun sending out invitations that list the showcase happening at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, June 12th at the Shrine Auditorium. This is the same venue as last year where they had the live um, orchestra playing through the whole thing. So it'd be hope, interesting oh to see God. if they do it again. I hope they do it again. Or if they <laughs> twist it and try and do something similar but different. Oh, I we'll see. The orchestra was great. So, uh, But yeah, this is keeping with Sony's traditional time, time slot, so nothing out of the ordinary. But considering that Microsoft's moving and EA's moving and all these people are kind of doing something different, it's good to see that Sony's keeping it's with its slot. Yeah. Yeah. But then so, again... You know, the argument can be made that they're ahead of everyone. They don't have to do so much. Microsoft needs to get out ahead of Sony and see if they can hit hard right. with Scorpio and all these announcements. And maybe Sony's just kind of relaxing. Maybe they do. At least I know what day to request off now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need to do our annual watch-along. We actually may even just do a watch-along. Uh, if we can get a Twitch set up by then, we can do a watch-along for That'd that. That would be cool. I'll be just getting back from San Francisco. But if we can do it the week before and get it set up. Okay. Then, yeah, kind of test it out. Yeah. Test Next thing up is that indie game, Pray for the Gods. Uh, spiritual successor, not by the same developers, right. but of Shadow of the Colossus, similar gameplay. Looks great. Uh, changed its name to Pray for the Gods, as in PR, the little AE symbol. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Why? Uh, and this is due to legal pressure put on them by Bethesda and Zenimax, uh, with them stating that it was too similar to their game that launched this last week, Pray. Uh, and as excited as I am for Pray, I do think this is a little 
It's a it's a terrible move. Uh, I'm not gonna say terrible. I understand that there's things that you have to do from a legal standpoint, and trademark laws make this stuff kind of hard. And there's a chance that if they didn't push for it, they would have lost their trademark rights for prey, which they don't want to do considering they own the IP. Well, can trademark like the way it's titled? Would they lose the trademark for prey? Despite uh, they could have, depending on the way that the, the the hands went down. Which I mean, this is something that if you're interested in it, you'd have to go look at the way trademark law ends up happening. It's very odd. Um, I think it's it's kind of kind of criminal for them to go after an indie studio that's so small but i, think, I understand I just think it's a dick move but i understand yeah. that i understand a, why it's a dick move it's not necessarily the people that you're going to see that made that decision i'm sure there's some lawyers that decided that they didn't want to do that but uh no matter studios the game's developer said on the matter and this is a quote we could have fought this and we did think about it for quite a while something like a trademark opposition can be long and depending on how far someone wants to fight it can be very expensive we didn't want to spend our precious Kickstarter funds, nor did we want to have to ask for additional funds to fight this in court. Using backer money towards something that doesn't go towards the development or backer rewards felt horrible to us. Even if we did win, we'd have to spend a solid chunk of our funds, and in our opinion, it wasn't worth it. Uh, which I think is a good quote. They, I think they're handling it well. They are definitely and, handling it well. Uh, yeah. One thing I actually forgot to put in here is they are allowed to continue using the same logo they've had with the E being the girl praying. Yeah. Uh, it's just that when they spell the name out, It'll they be. have to spell it P-R-A-E. I still think it's cool, though. It's still pray. Like, it's still... Yeah, yeah at least it's, it's yeah. still pray. They have to change their fashion. name. Um, so... That's an interesting thing. If you've been following that game on Kickstarter, me and him both Kickstarter backed it. Yep. The game looks uh, fantastic, and I do think it's going to be a great game. It just sucks to see them have to go through that. But at least I think they were smart with not trying to spend all their money to fight or it. Because I think they would have won. And it could have been drawn out to, to well into the release of the game, and that could have yeah. affected the release of the exactly. game. Exactly. So next thing up is it looks like Mass Effect Andromeda has another round of patches coming in. The game's producer, Mike Gamble, posted on Twitter... For those and this quote, for those wondering, we are still working on patches and all the stuff we talked about before. No smiley face. <laughs> End quote. Uh, when asked if he would go into detail, he responded with a simple hashtag soon, which seems to point towards, uh, point towards an official announcement coming shortly. So I don't know when we'll see that, but I'm sure that maybe in the coming week or weeks we'll see some kind of information yeah. on a big patch. And you know, uh, it's been a while since that last patch that went through. And I just played it this week. It didn't. It, and, and the animations are not that bad no, now. No, no. Don't get me wrong. They're um, still not fantastic, but they're fine. It's on par with Horizon. Every now and then, somebody will look up. And no, it's, it's not on weird. par with Horizon. Horizon's characters look better, and that's part of the issue. Is some of the characters have that stone face still. Like, there's one girl, and she's a bitch, and I can't remember her name. You're probably talking about the girl with red hair that you meet. Real short red hair. Yeah. And she's always like she, she sounds looks, robotic. She looks, she looks significantly better. Now that is something that the boys. Well, no, wrong. I still, but she has like she looks better. Her textures, but her face. It's like her animation and her face looks dead. But it, that, I mean, I don't know. It's only her that I noticed that See, on. See, and well, to me, and this is... Whereas Korra, like, you know, the part of your team, she right. looked great. Yeah, and... Uh, but she's also a main this character. This is going off of something that with me, I had it happen three or four times in Horizon, and so far I've had it happen three or four times in Mass Effect, given I beat a Platinum Horizon, spent about 40 hours in that game, and I spent about three hours in Mass Effect. So it's already on the same level, but it's not as bad as everybody initially made it out to be because of these patches. Yeah. All right, next thing up is the first DLC pack for Injustice 2 was teased this week. Showing that NetherRealm Studios will be adding Starfire, Red Hood, and Mortal Kombat favorite Sub-Zero to the roster once the DLC launches. Uh, if you pre-ordered the uh, digital, del or the, I'm sorry, the deluxe edition or the ultimate edition, these characters will be free when they launch, but no date has been given at all for it. So they just announced it. I started reading the, the thing under that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I literally just included this because I, I know a few people that play Smite. 
but I included this specifically for what it is. So, free-to-play MOBA Smite is adding a Bob Ross skin to the game. And that is, yes, the painter Bob Ross who says that there are no mistakes or just happy accidents. I gotta see this. Great, great man. You should definitely look up the, the pictures. It looks it looks great. <laughs> uh, so, in an upcoming patch, they are adding a bundle including the Bob Ross skin along with a jump stamp. I don't know what the hell that is. Loading frame and loading screen for nine ninety nine or 700 gems. The pack launches May 16th for consoles, but I think it launches a week ahead for PC. So okay. if you play PC, you get it first. Um, yeah, you get it first. Uh, next thing up is in continuing support for the game, Treyarch have announced an upcoming content pack called Zombie Chronicles. The studio co-head Jason Blundell called the DLC a, quote, love letter from Treyarch, end quote. To the Call of Duty community, the pack includes eight remastered maps from the Call of Duty Zombie Mode franchise and launches first for PS4 on May 16th. So for those of you who like the zombie modes in Black Ops 3, you have something new to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Persona 5, this is the next thing, and this is kind of crazy. Persona 5 was the most downloaded game on the PSN in April for the U.S. Uh, so followed by GTA 5 and surprisingly the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. In April? That is kind of weird. Yeah, well, that's, how, that's when the game launched. And they announced that stuff uh, later. So those are the top three games for April. Uh, Persona 5, number one. Grand Theft Auto 5. No, I'm talking, about, two, I'm talking about Uncharted being in April. Yeah. That's, that's but, a, I mean, I don't know if there was a sale or something on it. There very well could have been. Oh, yeah. That's stuff true. like that pushes. Like uh, on Vita, that um, uh, that game, uh, the Adventure Time game I bought in Platinum. Yeah, the 99 uh, cent one. Dude, that game was on the top of the Vita download list. As it's soon great. as it dropped to 99 cents, it, and that game is awesome. For 99 Link, cents, dude, that's probably the best game I've ever played. Link to the past. For a dollar, yeah. Great. It's like an homage link to the past. So if you right. ever played it and you own a Vita, it's a really, really good top-down Zelda clone, uh, and it's got a lot of uh, wink backs and kind of nods to the link uh, to the link to the past gameplay style. And it's a dollar. And it's a dollar. It, it still, I think, it is, it is okay. Cents. Ninety-nine cents for a full game. That's great. And it's a fun platinum. Um, really, I need a platinum that. The hardest trophy is uh, Amber Treacherous, which is where you have to play the entire game without upgrading upgrading your hearts, your armor, your weapons, or anything. I had to be Titan Souls about rolling. I can do that. <laughs> you can do it. I mean, I did it. It's not terrible. You go through the game once and you kind of understand. Good, um, good. But you have to beat the game twice because you have to also do a play, th- play through where you get all the upgrades. Right. So Makes sense. Uh, next up, 2K Games Mafia 3 has received details and a release date for the Stones Unturned DLC. It is set to launch on May 30th and the story will revolve around John Donovan the CIA agent that helped Lincoln Clay in the base version of the game. Oh. Didn't play Mafia 3. There was a lot of issues with it, and I know that, in general, the game just was... I've heard too many bad things to have ever wanted to pick it up. And, as we talked about before, me and open-world games, I'm not a huge sandbox person. Yeah. Infamous is about the most sandboxy style game for me, and I still don't even consider it necessarily a sandbox in the same sense as something like Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row or... Because um, there's not the same amount of freedom. Oh, yeah. I mean, in a way there is that you don't get guns and you can't drive cars, but all that's substituted elsewhere. Like, you can get around quickly by grinding on these telephone pole wires. Oh, uh, okay. You don't get guns, but you can just shoot the people with your powers and stuff. Like, you can do what you want to do. Okay, that makes sense. But, um, I mean, I don't know. You you haven't played as many of the Infamous games, right? I haven't played any, except uh, Second Son. Cool. So, yeah. You played the worst one. Yeah, uh, that's, not that's, a, that's not a huge hit against <laughs> Second Son. It's just, I think that's the truth. Um, anyway, so for those who are interested in Mafia 3 and who liked it, there's new DLC for you. Uh, next up, Sonic Mania, the 2D platformer inspired by the original's gameplay, uh, now has a new release date. Uh, GameStop is advertising the game to be launching on September 22nd. The game was originally set to launch uh, sometime in May, 
I can't remember the exact release date, uh, but it's been pushed back a couple times now. Uh, so I would like to see. Um, and is, is Sega making this game? Yeah, Sega's making the game, and it is in the same uh, 2D art style, just, uh, the just, pixel art style of the Genesis games. I mean, it looks just like it, just way more colorful and clean. Yeah. So okay. the game looks great. They I keep showing gameplay. It looks really good. I thought I saw images of that, and I wasn't sure what. Well, I was there's seeing. that, and then there was the Sonic. Do you remember what the new one was called? Sonic Forces. Does that sound right? Uh, the the new 3D one. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. I just know that Knuckles had a bandana around his neck. He was a superhero. Yeah. I didn't know what I was looking at. Uh, well, this next one, Saul, you're going to be excited for. I don't yep. know if you saw this or not. But Zero Time Dilemma, the third game in the Zero Escape series, which we were talking about not that long ago, has been announced for the PS4. Publisher Axis Games has announced it will be coming physically and digitally, really surprising, in North America sometime this fall. The other two games are already available for the PS4 in the Zero Escape The Nonary Games collection that released earlier this year. All three games are also available on Vita, so these are actually Vita ports coming up to PS4. Right. For those who don't know. They're great games. Uh, if you have a Vita, I'd recommend them there, just because these kind of games I feel like are uh, more fun on portables, but good games. I, recommend I mean, them. yeah, that it's, I mean, you consider them visual, visual novels, right? In a sense. A yeah. visual novel, escape the room type things. Yeah. All right. So, uh, well, I guess point and click adventure in a small way. Yeah. Because there's puzzle solving, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's yeah, a lot of puzzle yeah. solving. Uh, uh, last thing on the list is that Horizon Zero Dawn will be receiving new photo mode features in a patch releasing next week. Over on the PS blog, Guerrilla Games Community Manager, which looks like Jerome Roding. I don't know, that name's kind of spelled odd, but you know they are from, I'm assuming he's Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> um, goes into detail of the patch. Quote, we are adding three new filters, the ability to show a grid, an option to add greetings from to the image, and the ability to select different po- uh, poses for Aloy, select a facial expression, and make her look into the camera, which is pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I saw her doing like a little heart thing. Yeah, definitely with uh, definitely with all the photo competition stuff going on. Uh, man, if you go to the pl- the places of blog post, uh, the one of the directors or something for the game um, went through and chose his favorite pictures that people have already sent in. Yeah, some of them are so beautiful, and the fact that they're adding the ability and on the PS blog post, it also shows pictures that show some of these new features in play, uh, like the posing and stuff. But man, some of the pictures that people have already sent in are fucking crazy. Cool. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I thought I had some good photos loved, from the game, but... I love taking screenshots in that game. It was fantastic. Yeah, that game is just really cool. And I like being able to add the Horizon badge to stuff. So, uh, Anyway, that's all for the news. So uh, go ahead and let you hop over to releases. Sure. Um, following a trend that we started, uh, just in case if you're new, um, if I do not say a release date for a game, it's going to follow the uh, Monday release of this podcast. It'll be on that Tuesday. Um, I would let you know if it is a Thursday or Friday release. And, of course, I'll let me let you know if it's digital or retail. A lot this week's digital, though. Um, following the trend from the past couple weeks, we're getting yet another Neo Geo title. It is, More uh, Neo Geo. King of Fighters 95. Um, this is coming to you out Fod 11, which I believe is a Thursday release. Um let me double check that real quick, or double check that for me. See if Five Eleven's a Thursday or Friday. Five Eleven? Uh, yeah, that's a Thursday. Thursday release. Okay, yeah. so yeah, Thursday release, and it's a uh, digital title for PS4. King of Fighters '95 is a fighting game released by SNK in 1995. In addition to the favorite fan favorite fighters from Fatal Fury and the Art of Fighting, Yagamian joins the battle as the right or the rival of the main character Kiyo Kusanagi. So probably pronounced a little of those names wrong, <laughs> but it's that classic. Um, Classic fighting game. Pretty fun. Um, I wonder if they're doing that Thursday release to... Because, I mean, I don't... It's not often you see a Thursday release. So, I wonder if the Thursday release is something to do, like, to try and boost day one sales. 
Because there's not, there's really nothing else. So if somebody yeah, goes on so the store on a Thursday, bam, you see it. Yeah, they see, yeah, they see that new title out there. Like, hey, I'll buy that. Yeah, tied me over for a couple days. Yeah. Birthdays, the beginning out PS4 digital retail. This is out five nine, which is a Tuesday release. I don't know why they specified it on the drop. Yeah. Uh, from legendary creator Mr. Yoshihiro Wada comes Birthdays, the beginning, a sandbox game where you shape the world and have or give rise to diverse and unique life forms. Experiment as you please and witness the birth of the entire ecosystem. Excuse me, Saul. I'm going to drink some water. Oh, water. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> it looks cool, though. It almost looks like Viva no, Pinata mixed the, with Minecraft. The art style was kind of crazy, but I'm glad it's not that. I don't know. Art, Minecraft's art style for a little while was kind of charming to me. And then it just instantly, like, I don't know if it's that I started playing Terraria. And that Terraria's pixel art is just better to me. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, I don't necessarily mean well, art style. I mean, yeah, yeah, the way the, the, the way, mountain looks. Well, yeah, it does it's look kind cube. of blocky. I wonder if it's going to be, uh, yeah, a creative. Because Lego did uh, it. Uh, yeah. Dragon Quest Builders, they did it well, really well. Yeah. Um, next up on the list is Blade and Bones for PS4 Digital. I don't know what the fuck this is. But it it actually cool. looks, yeah, it looks really cool. Um, a combat-driven Metroidvania experience. I've, I always hear Metroidvania. But Metroidvania experience makes sense. Disco uh, discover a tale long lost in our past. Seven swords need to be found in this world where you will discover ancient secrets and fight with the intense combat system that rewards players for their skills and knowledge. Looks really cool from the screenshot. Well, I mean, I, it depends on how much it is. If it's like a twenty dollars game, sure. Yeah, yeah. This is a um, game that's been out on a couple of platforms. You can buy on Android, iPhone. It looks, um, like a, it looks like a little simple Android game. Yeah, it's a simple little tower defense. A uh, title that goes by Bloons 2D or TD5. And this is a digital title. Five star tower defense with unrivaled depth and replayability. The Bloons, which look like monkeys, are that back. might be a word for monkeys. Go ahead, though. Yeah. <laughs> are uh, back, and this time they mean business. Build awesome towers, choose your favorite upgrades, hire cool new special agents, and pop every last invading bloom. So, very interesting. This next title is also pretty cool looking. It's uh, called Butcher. It's a PS4 digital title. Butcher is a fast-paced 2D shooter and a love letter to the cult classics of the genre. As a cyborg program to eradicate the last remnants of humanity, your sole purpose is to annihilate anything that moves. Okay, a balloon is just fucking balloon. You, you're popping balloons, but they're your enemy. <laughs> clever. Yeah, I don't know. Clever. Really not clever, but <laughs> whatever they want to do. Butcher looks pretty cool, though. Um... I guess we should have looked at the fucking balloons in the screenshot. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. They are down there. So Demons, this crystals. This looks this cool. Friday. That's yeah. The it, last um, game that we talked about. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a love letter, as they called it. So it looks pretty cool. But we have uh, Demon's Crystals out this Friday. Demon's Crystals, a frenetic twin-strick shooter where you guide the Yurikin demons through countless hazards in order to restore peace to the world. Yurikin have always been at the top of the food pyramid, but one day, three mysterious beings arrived causing the once people have peaceful inhabitants of the world to become aggressive and destructive. This game looks pretty cool. It looks like a little roguelike style. I don't know. Kind of the, the, the camera being stick. pulled back and the way the art style looks. I think it was a PS3 game called like Kill All Zombies or something like that. I've never heard Or All Zombies Must Die or some shit. Actually, that sounds more familiar than Kill All Zombies. Uh, Elliot Quest, PS4 digital title. Elliot can't Actually, die. I think I'm mixing that up with All Orcs Must Die. It's a different game. That's one of those easy trophy games. <laughs> Elliot can't die, but he's running out of time. In Elliot Quest, the victim of a rare curse must find a cure before he's transformed into a demon. We have a PS2 classic titled this week, Harvest Moon, Save the Homeland. Boy. Yeah, this looks fun. Um, 
I never played this one on PS2, but I played The Wonderful Life for GameCube. And uh, Yeah, I remember The Wonderful Life. That game was really good. I loved it. Your goal is to successfully save your family's farm and the surrounding village from being turned into a resort. Uh-oh. Construction's beginning the year, so you have your work cut out for you. But don't worry. If you earn the friendship and trust of villagers, they will be sure to lend you a helping hand. So this is a PS2 to PS4 title? Yeah. Okay. PS2 Classic. Which, they have trophies, don't they? Yeah. Sweet. I think they all have Platinums, actually. Sweet. If not, they at least have trophies. Oh. And they're uh, 1080p rescaled or something. Right, like, yeah. Where they take the... They take the assets and scale up 1080p. And yeah. I don't know. I had Bounty like Hunter that was on PS2, though, the Star Wars game. Like yeah. That. I haven't played any of them yet, to be fair. We but. have Human Fall Flat, a uh, PS4 digital title. Human Fall Flat is a quirky, open-ended, physics-based puzzle and exploration game set in floating dreamscapes. Your goal is to escape these surreal dreams by solving puzzles with nothing but your wits and physics. This game's art style looks like Game Beasts. It kind of does, actually. And Gang Beast is a physics-based brawler. That game so. never came out for PS4, did it? No, they're trying to get it out by by Q2 of this year. Ah. So that's what we're in right now. Yeah, I was going to say, we're here. So, I mean, they have until the end to get it out. Hopefully it comes out. The game looks so good. Like, dude, that's like That's one of those games, like, you know, the few games we're talking about possibly doing Let's Plays for. It would be fun. It's definitely yeah. one of the ones I want to do, because that game just looks fucking wild. We have a PS4 digital title by the name of Last Stitch Goodnight. After surviving a near-death, out-of-body experience, you're kidnapped by a doctor who is experimenting on people who satisfy certain criteria. Escaping the doctor's laboratory... I don't know why you said that so fucking weirdly. Because I don't know what the criteria is, but it's creepy. Well, that's the point of the game. you got to play to find out. (laughs) Right. Escaping the doctor's laboratory will require new weapons, new powers, and a strong stomach for facing science gone bad. Lethal League is also another PS4 digital title this week. Lethal League is a competitive projectile fighting game. Where you have to where you have to hit an anti gravity ball in the face of your opponent to win. The ball speeds up with every strike, up to explosively extreme velocities. Play locally or battle it out online. Sounds pretty fun. Imager won't show me the picture. But Loco Roco's coming, boy. Yeah, I was gonna say we're all familiar with that title. If you're not, oh, you should be. That's a Loco Roco reference. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, I thought. I did you said, ever play the game on PSP? Yeah, I did. I did just you break I them said up? something. Yeah, yeah no, no, you break them sound. up, and then when you go to pull them out, they go. Oh, yeah. I thought you were. I thought I had said something <laughs> by accident. That was a reference. I wonder if that's uh, where adventure. Or, uh, I wonder if that's where the regular show got that from. The, oh, no, watch it. But I, mean, I think it's more show. just overhyping. You know, when people be like, "Oh shit," that's he probably, said your mama was fat. That's probably what that yeah, is. I think it is. <laughs> Uh, it's coming out PS4 Digital, though. The peaceful world of Loco Roco is under attack by the not-so-nice Moja Corpse. These evil outer space creatures have come to take the Loco Roco from their land of blowy, or blowing flowers, lively creatures, and pastel scenery. It's core. The, Mo- core. the Moja core. Corpse. Corpse dead bodies. Well, yeah. No I mean, that's why I wanted to make sure there are no Moja corpse. dead bodies. Yeah, there's no corpse in this game, really. Yeah, I, not that, I mean, that game's very colorful. Hannah loved that game on PSP. She played the shit out of it. Yeah, so I'm sure she's happy for it to come back out. Yeah, I was going to say, and uh, I can remember I played that on Vita and satisfied that not having on Vita. Uh, we got Moonshot Galaxy for PS VR Digital. This looks pretty fun. Moonshot Galaxy is a VR game like no other. Play your way through planetary challenges and exotic branches of the galaxy at your own pace. Designed for... Com- Do what? The picture's not working. It looks like a golf game. It, it does. And that and those two or three screenshots I saw... Um, Designed for comfort, anyone can pick it up and play. For reaching the top of the leaderboards, we'll put your skills to the test. We got a 
old school style game. I yeah, want to say that it looks like a NBA. What is it? Jam. Jam. Yeah. yeah. Or NFL Jam. Or well. Well, I mean, NBA so specifically is the one that had Jam, where you could play with big head mode and like ball ball on yeah, fire mode. Yeah. Yeah. There was Def Jam. That's what I was thinking of. Def Jam's a fighting game. Yeah. 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 Those games. I actually like those games. They were fun. Yeah. They were fun. There's Snoop Dogg was in it for some fucking reason. I was like a lot of people. And he were. was like, dude, Snoop Dogg is like ripped in this game. Yeah, Snoop like, Dogg is not ripped in real life. <laughs> uh, but uh, NBA Playgrounds is coming out digitally. Classic NBA arcade action is back. Take your A game to the playground and beat the best in high flying two on two basketball action. Practice your skills offline. Play with up to three others on your PS4. Or take your talents online to posterize your opponents with acrobatic jams and ridiculous displays of skill. We got Paul, uh, Polybius. 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 Can you get me hooked on phonics for my birthday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. I don't know if they still sell it, but I'll find an old one. <laughs> Polybius is a, the latest trans shooter from the creators of Tempest, 2000, and TXK, Lavasoft. Okay. Isn't that like Mike? I don't, I don't know. familiar? See if that one will work. That one looks the. It looks like a on-rails, almost like Tron-style game. Yeah. It almost kind of looks like... Uh, it almost looks like the other two games that you're talking about. I know what those games are. I just can't remember the guy who made them thing. Um, hmm. But it also kind of looks like Res, just a little bit. Res, oh, well, Res Infamous, the new one that just came out. Like a little so body familiar. flying around. It's I mean, it's more or less an on-rail shooter, but the VR one is, is like a VR game. Yeah. I think it was an old Dreamcast game. That sounds right. I never played it on Dreamcast. I have no idea. Um, we have Resident Evil Code Veronica X, another PS2 classic. Well, it doesn't say PS2 Classic or PS2 HD, it just says PS2. I'm going to assume that's what that is, just the upscaling. Raccoon City was just the beginning. Claire and Chris Redfield's nightmare continues as siblings fight to survive against zombies and other monstrosities within Umbrella's deadly facilities. Explore the mysterious Rockport Island facility and the freezing Antarctic base for clues exposing Umbrella Corporation's sordid goals and the truth behind Boy, them. Boy, look mysterious. at those polygon-based hands. It's flat. Hot, hot damn, son. Flat. But you need to find out the mysterious and unsettling Ashford twins. I never played this one. I played Resident Evil One I didn't and play Two. Code Veronica either. Uh, but never Code Veronica. Speaking of playing, we didn't do what we played. So if you give a shit, for the most part, we've just been playing Terraria. I don't know oh, if you yeah. played anything else. Uh, we hopped back on the Terraria train hard. That game is not good for me. I'm an, I'm an addict. I need to go to like, you know, what is it? Uh, Alcoholics AA. Anonymous. I need to go to Terraria Anonymous. Ta. <laughs> Um, I played Mass Effect. That was really it. Oh yeah, but you didn't play much. Three hours. I don't even think that counts. But I mean, if you want to say, and you technically played a little bit of the uh, Dark Side War Mastered. Yeah, played two or three hours of that, and um, we're gonna get that Terraria plan. Play a little bit you more Grand Theft Auto Five. You just wait. Yeah, that's what I'm really excited for. We got Revenant Saga for PS4, PS3, and PS Vita Digital. Whoop, whoop. So become a Revenant and make loud noises. <laughs> Become a Revenant and find the truth beyond revenge in this gothic fantasy RPG with stunning 3D battles. After being turned into an immortal known as a Revenant and learning the existence of a demon within him, Albert sets out on a journey to make the person who did this pay for their very life. Last up on the list, we got Strafe, a PS4 digital title. Did you break your phone? No. Just fucking Square Enix felt like they needed to email me about some stupid shit I don't care about right now. <laughs> but... Whatever. We got Strafe. Strafe is a roguelike first-person shooter pushing the limits of computer-generated photorealism and hardcore sci-fi action into an unimaginable territory. Pushing pull, those limits. Pull up boy. that screenshot. Look at these. Look at these graphics. Is that it? Bam! Boy, that's pushing them damn it's limits. Looking like a PS One. Twenty game. years ago. 
I think that was some humor in there, and uh, it looks pretty fun, actually. It looks almost like a Borderlands, if you look at it. I think that was some humor. (laughs) I mean, it definitely looks like... And and even the mask looks kind of like Zero Zero, in Borderlands 2. But that was the last up on the list. Um, As far as this week goes, not really excited for a whole lot. Um, I feel like this week's kind of thin. I need to check the prices on a couple of these as they come out to see which ones I'd be worth. Uh, Blade and Bones. Maybe. Probably yeah, the only maybe. one I'm really interested I have so much shit to play, though, because like, I got Guardians this week, even though I haven't touched oh, it, and yeah. I'm probably not going to touch it until all the episodes come out. I forgot that came out. That came out on Tuesday, didn't and it? And I got to start playing Prey. I should know we did it yeah, last it came, week. Yeah, it came out on Tuesday. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Um, you don't remember any of that shit, Saul. I sure don't. You, you get caught up on how you can't say any of the fucking words. Yeah. <laughs> Polybius? Polybius? I've just never heard that word before. I actually googled like um, I googled that word. It didn't say it's it's not a title for a like it's a title for a game, but it's also means something else. It's like an actual word. And I think that's most to be fair. Well, yeah, but that pray, sounded like a unique title for a game to me. I mean, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, I'm uh, sure it means something. It could just be a made up word. You never know. But it's uh, it's weird. Ah, uh, uh, it was a Greek historian. So All right, that's, then. That's, that's that. <laughs> Looks like a Wii game, too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Actually, is that the same game? And they're just bringing it over to VR? It could be. Uh, it looks like it from this little screenshot right here. but Or maybe not, because that's repeating words. Oh, well, apparently it's an old arcade-based game, so it probably is something they're adapting to VR. Yeah. Weird. And look, that's apparently it was in some Toy Story game. And Disney, oh, wait, and Pac-Man, wait, and this, Zone, wait, that's not Toy Story. That's Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Fix it, Felix, my boy. Okay, always fixing stuff. But well, we're going to move on to the main topic of the show. And what the fuck is that, Saw? What we want a PS Vita two? A very we're going to get a PS Vita two. High hopes. Hey, we're way not, we're, we're okay. not getting it. <laughs> we're, it's not. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. We can get it. We can. All we have to do is look into this camera, and then feel really hard. Okay, hold on, dear Sony. There are millions of users who love the Vita. Can I see your Vita real quick? I need to see it. I need to see it. No. I don't have mine. It's over there. Don't you kiss my Vita. Dear Sony, there are millions of users who every day have long commutes and travel or just like to lay in their bed and binge watch Netflix while also consuming some form of entertainment. Or food. And for those people, the Vita has been a bastion of hope. But soon... At some point in time, the Vita will run dry, and developers will no longer bring games like that cool new game that Boy, I... Boy, we gotta stop this. I'm gonna turn this topic into why you should buy a Vita and not what we want in a Vita 2. It's worth it. Why you should buy a Vita. It's worth it. It's, okay, now we're done. It's um, worth it. But more importantly, what do we want to see in a Vita 2? And I feel like this is a really good topic for me, personally, because if they announce a Vita 2, I have dreams. I have hopes. Day one, like... I mean, don't wrong. I love the Vita. But the few step backs it has, uh, from day one, I've been like, this is something they're going to have to do away with in future iterations. So, Right. Yeah, there's a couple things for me. So we're going to hop into the main topic now. Um, what we really want to be the two, definitely me, and I think that we're going to line up on some of these. I think we're going to line up on a lot. I because I think most people who really own the Vita and play the Vita are going to agree with these things. So I think that, A... And they're going to have some disagreements, because we have a couple. Yeah, but the first thing, the first things first, is that I think most people who own a Vita... Including you can can agree that the t- the back touchpad, while trying to be new and innovative, it did, was it a flat. was a generally bad idea. I never played a game that used it. Now, here, to be fair, except Tearaway and I, PS4 got the touchpad as more or less and a and this is used for mobile as play. an ad- adaptation. Yeah, 
of the back touchpad on the Vita. And I think that the PS4 uses it better because it's an extra button. Have I used it in a game that's not a button, though? Uh, maybe. Killzone. Uh, Killzone, you flicked it, and that was actually, that worked really well. See, again, to be Zone. fair, to be fair, there's plenty of games on Vita that it works well on. So it's not to say that it was a terrible idea completely. It's just that as a whole, most games can't use it in a way that's really going to feel like it was worth want. being there. Yeah. So here's the problem. Moving my first point of why, what I'd want Navita to is I want them to do away with back test bad. Now here is the one problem with that, and I've already, I've talked to you about this in the past. This is going to lead into another one. The problem with taking away the back touchpad is that by nature of taking it away, some of the best Vita games are going to be rendered unplayable if they carry backwards compatible forward back, backwards compatibility forward with a Vita two. Yeah, like Tearaway. Because Tearaway can't be played. Gravity uh, Rush. Gravity Rush used, can be played. You yeah, know they used to. it on PS4. Um, well, okay. Well, there's plenty of games, to be fair, that that do it. Now, I think there's simple, small, cheap things that don't really matter. Uh, I think one of those being um, the camera. I think that it does... Okay. Doesn't and I, I mean, a perfect example is the Switch does not have a camera. doesn't need it. I think if they come out with a new Vita... That I think that was a thing at the time because the 3DS had a camera as well, but I don't think it needs a front or back camera. I think leave alternate reality out of all of this. Yeah. It doesn't really no those games don't ever sell well enough to really justify it in my opinion. Uh, and I think that the Switch moving forward shows that portable consoles can do well when I happen to have them. Now the argument comes whether the Switch is a portable console or not. But first thing is to take back take back touchpad away, right. even at the sacrifice of what it means for not being able to play certain really really good Vita games. You just, you have to cut it because for the most part, people are, I guarantee you, if they announced it with another one of it, people would just moan. People yeah, would Because like, it's one of those features that you, you have, but you don't want to use and games are going to have you use it. And, and you could have used buttons in that game instead of this because I, I can't remember what game I was playing. It might have, Hell, Helldivers. Helldivers, you have to use the back touchpad for something, and I can't remember what it is. I'm just like, I could literally do that on this over here that I'm not using right now. Okay. It could be remapped to something better. I didn't play Helldivers, so I'm not sure. Uh, Crosspot. Crossplay okay. or whatever. Okay. Crosspot. Um, but, past, I, I mean, I got it for free. I just never played it. Yeah. Um, so, you agree? No touchpad, right? No touchpad. Okay, so no touchpad. We, I guess we can mark those down and kind of get our definitive list. Yeah. Uh, even though I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, we ain't going to get it. Okay, so no touchpad. No back touchpad. Now, I know, just as a flip over, speaking of touch, one thing that you are vehemently about and I think is fine is you think no touchscreen. No touchscreen. Like, it just... And I'll tell you why. Because it's going to lead into another one. Full buttons. I need... Hold on, hold on. But what, 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 that's, that's my argument, Don't worry though. about full buttons. Because, well, that's the reason. It's well, because, hold on, but the, but the problem with that is that, just to, to punch one little hole in your argument before I let you continue, is that these, it's, I'll, not even necessarily a hole, the Switch has every button that you're about to say that you right, want, and, it has and a touchscreen. Touch because touchscreens are so cheap now, all it is is an additional way to do stuff. I mean, if you're going to, okay. For people who like it, that's what I mean, is that there's no reason not to. The couple of dollars more it takes to get that touch panel in there... The and then hold on, and then, even, and then even, more Vita games are going to be playable by backwards compatibility because while not very many of them use the back touchpad, a lot of them use the front touchpad. See, now I can see it coming for Vita Classics, as they might be called, as I want or them whatever to exist. Is yeah, um, but I, same goes with the DS. I don't use the touchpad unless I have to, and I kind of find it a pain to have to use the touchpad. It's great for menu stuff. I don't use it for menu stuff. Like I still cycle through the bubbles using the analog sticks. I mean, I do too. Uh, for the most part, you can't close. Yeah. Well, no, you can. 
you can you just hold O and it rips the page right. for you. But there's yeah. something that you have to use touchpad for. Um, but it's one of those things that's that's finicky on me. If they were to announce this device that they'll never announce, um, have hope, song. I have Damn. hope, but I don't want it to get too high. But if they were to announce it with a touchscreen, I wouldn't mind as long. So as... So you wouldn't moan like you would with the back touchpad. Right. Because I know I would. As soon as they were like back touchpad, I'd be like, why? Yeah, especially because uh, when you're playing remote play. But here's the thing. Even then, I don't even think that they'll worry about saying it has a touchscreen. I don't remember Nintendo ever really advertising that it had a touchscreen. It just, they put it there. Because Maybe the original easy. DS did. I can't, I can't think of Well, I'm talking time. about the Switch. I, don't I, think, I didn't even know it had a touchscreen. I don't think Nintendo until... ever advertised it as having a touchscreen. They may have. I may be wrong. I didn't follow that closely. I mean, I got one. But... Well, yeah, and if you have a Vita, you can see. I have a skin on mine, so it kind of makes it hard. If you're playing remote play games... If your fingers go into that touchpad at all, your remote play buttons pop up on your screen. I was playing Persona 5, and like I kind of was holding it like this, just for like an easier grip, and yet it was ho- it was constantly showing my remote play buttons. Did you ever see if you can go into your, because uh, you know when you're remote playing, there's an options thing. Uh, go into your options, can you deactivate the back touchpad if you don't need it? I don't know. I don't remote play enough to care. I, I mean, I think it's a fine feature. It's just, for the most part, I'd rather the game do kind of what Switch is doing and uh, like what they did with Sly Cooper, where it's not you're not remote playing, you're just playing the same game with just slightly lesser it. quality. Yeah. Well, no, not not streaming it. You're playing the same game. It's just it's made for. Okay, this sounds weird, and I don't know how exactly this would work out, but one of my wants, and I do get for the fact of content creation, why this would be a bad thing. Yeah. Um. There's almost no way that a Vita two can support a disc, but I don't want it to. But here's the thing. If they can make it to where the PS5 and a Vita 2 are both getting announced at similar times, and the PS5 and the, P- and the Vita both use the same cartridge, but the Vita 2, all it is, you put it in there, and the cartridge recognizes which system you're playing on, and it plays a downscaled version. Kind of like what they're doing with the Pro, where it recognizes if you're on the PS4 or on the PS4 Pro, and then it scales down to match what system. That's that's similar to one of my wants. Um... But here's the problem, and this is something that a, a lot of developers have said in the past. The issue specifically with the cartridges, uh, some people are like, okay, well, what, why does the Switch use cartridges? Because it's faster. I mean, yes, but there's more to it than that. The portability of those little they, things? I mean, again, and of course there, you don't there is more carry, to it, but, but it's You don't want to carry because, something with a disc and doing this with it while it's moving the disc inside. Yeah, there's plenty of reasons. But, propri- well, the PSP never had issues. That was a like, disc inside of a, like a case. plastic. Yeah, but they could though, still do that again. The UMDs. Which is still proprietary, oh, but what it comes down to is... When you're doing it, it's all every handheld has had proprietary media, so you have to go through and get the game made by the by the company that's doing it. You're right. basically controlling who can make stuff on your thing because unlike Blu-rays, anybody can put a game on a Blu-ray because you don't have to go specifically to Sony to get a See, game on Blu-ray. And this is leading into one of my wants, which is uh, heavy first-party support. And I think that if what I think would be a good idea, and it may not work for all games that uh, are huge Sony-type games. But imagine if PS5 is out and Horizon 2 is announced. Imagine if, and this is if the PS Vita 2 is alongside the PS5 in this whole thing. What if it is seen as a handheld and a companion type device where Horizon 2 is coming out and the same day Horizon 2 comes out, you can play a PS Vita 2 game that is running alongside that. It's a Horizon game. That runs alongside it in the same story universe that just expands. So, like, Uncharted Golden Abyss. Imagine a game, like, imagine if that launched the same time Uncharted 3 launched. 
So you're saying literally just a different... Uh, it, not DLC, but like a side game <sighs> in the same big universe. I have to disagree with imagine, that. Okay, imagine if on the PS3... I get what When you're Left saying. Behind came out for Last of Us. Imagine if that was a PS Vita game instead. And it just came out for Last of Us. Yeah, that you play. I I don't think, man. I don't it think would you... give you it give you if you love that universe enough, and if you and of course it'd come out on PS5 or PS4 as well. But it's something you could also play because you may say like, what's the point? Well, then there's the whole thing of I'm going on a, like you're going on a trip to San Francisco. You don't want to play the new Last of Us DLC. On, uh, you won't be able to at home, so you can play it on the, on the plane ride there. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I would rather just do what the Switch is doing and play the same game. Well, see, that's where you get into. I don't want this to become a Switch-type handheld. I don't even want this to have a docking feature. I'm not saying I want it to have be a hybrid console, but I'm saying if they can find a way to perfect what they already started with the Vita in the early days where they had cross-play, where you buy the game on PS4. Right. Uh, or PS3, like what it so actually you, was. So you would want every game to be cross-play. Uh, cross yeah. And that makes sense. Or, because, like, realistically speaking, the consoles are not going to use uh, cartridges. But the handheld's probably going to have to use cartridges. So... If they can do it and find a way to really per perfect it, definitely with people's internet and stuff getting better. Uh, early days of PlayStation, you remember when I when, when you came over and I was playing uh, Sly Cooper uh, Thieves in Time? Right. All right. Now that right there is a perfect example. You bought the PS3 version of the game and it included a free digital download of the game for the Vita. All right. Now what you did with that is that you play it on PS3, upload your, your uh, save to the cloud real quick, download the save to the cloud on your Vita, like, took two seconds. Yeah. Super quick. And, and then you just leave and, and start and keep playing it. And now the game didn't look quite as good, but it played the exact same and it and it was fine. So, where the limitations of the handheld come in, if they can continue to do it that way, I would prefer that. Because I do have issues by nature of what the... You can't pack the PS5 into a, a handheld form that I think is good enough. So, one of my wants in a PS Vita 2 is the same form factor as the very original Vita. I think the Slim's more comfortable, but I think you need the extra room because I want L2 and R2. Yeah. Now, with that being said, for size purposes comparison, this is my Switch, and look how fucking big this is. And that's my Vita. Alright, now the problem with this is that, specifically speaking... This is too big to comfortably fit in my pocket. And I know some people are saying, well, oh, it, yeah, it fits in my pocket. I was worried initially it wouldn't. It does fit, but in my opinion, it's too big. I don't, I don't like it. Now, if you look, the analog sticks are almost exactly like the Vitas. They, they roll on this little thing, and that's so they don't have to go so deeply in. Right. Now, what this shows is that it shows me that a portable console, and if the same analog sticks as the Vita, can, can become have, clickable. Yeah, can have So, in, in my opinion, what I think is, A, a safe bet of what they'd be able to do on top of what I want. I want the Vita to keep its same form factor, add an L2-R2, similar to what this is, where they're very small, but they are there, uh, and then also make the analog sticks clickable. Then it has a fully functioning thing. And then the touchscreen could mimic the touchpad so that the game just has the same features. And see... One of my arguments against this is that, that yeah, you, uh, you, and lots of other people, if the PS Vita 2... It's a good three to four inches longer. Right. I was going to say, if... And even taller. If they had to make it bigger, if they had to make it this size. Like, let's say if they're going to say this size or no full controller support, or full control support. But, I mean, yeah, let's just say, there's no way that that would happen, but let's just right. say... I would prefer it to be this size because this has already been proven to be portable. People still take this on planes and trains and but boats. But it's not easy. But see, and, and that's what it comes down to. And see, and that's part also, of my favorite thing about the Vita is like literally I, this morning I had to do work stuff. Yeah. I had to go out to the wine fest at the park. 
I had my Vito on me the whole time in my back pocket. See, Never and, once even felt it. That's where we're a little different. But you I have use, a hard shell case. Yeah. And while I don't have my Vita here, it's in my car. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, I could probably put this in my pocket. But could. it'd be kind of a. It'd be like. I use the sleeves. I yeah. use the sleeve, and it's a lot smaller. I honestly wish I had a sleeve. But um, I don't like put handhelds in my pockets. I don't do that with my DSs or anything. I, I always put them in a bag. So it wouldn't affect me. And I know that there are people like me, but I also know there's people who would rather than be. In I don't pockets. want. I don't want to carry a bag around. If they're literally the only reason I'm doing it is because of a fucking console. Well, yeah. And see, well, and I don't carry my console around, though. I, I, you're, you're different. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but I'm saying the Switch. The Switch is a console. It's a handheld console. Right. But I, my point is that if I'm only carrying a bag for a handheld, that's pointless to me. I, I just want to put it in the pocket because I don't ever yeah. carry a bag around. And you're see, a little different. You carry a bag I wouldn't with even, you. Well, I wouldn't even um, carry it around with me to places. I'd mainly, <gasps> ooh, excuse me, play it at home. So it's it's... I, and I don't want. Let's see. We we marked that down. Let me go add one of mine real quick in here. Um, this is something I, I don't know how it can work because of rights and stuff of games. I want it to have PS Vita, PS Vita Digital Classics, and PSP and PS One, like the PS Vita has. If you didn't know, if you buy a PS Vita, there is a PlayStation One and PlayStation Portable section of the store you can go download all these games in neither of them are fully functioning and that is important right because a the psp became started focusing on digital distribution about halfway through its lifespan so some of the best games never went digital because yeah. they, like crisis uh, when they when they launched it just never happened and then even after that sometimes you can't put games digitally birth because of like birth by sleep because of uh issues with the licensing yeah so yeah, in a perfect world, if they find a way to add the entire Vita backlog, I mean, uh, if they find a way to, tap, to add the entire PSP backlog, and they find a way to, again, because not even the entire PS1 backlog or every PS1 classic that was on PS3 is available. You can't play any of the Crash Bandicoot games yeah, on but Vita. It's cool, though, because you can play... But, but uh, I'm saying, why? Every PS1 game that, is, that got a classic at some point... Mm-hmm. Or the PS3 should be playable on the Vita. There's no reason, in my opinion. Oh, well, and see, that's one of the things that I don't really... If it's nine times out of ten, if I look for a game on there, like Castlevania, Final Fantasy VII, um, I found it. So, like, I wasn't ever, why is this game not on here kind of mentality, because I never, all the games I wanted were on there. Spyro's not on there? That's true, yeah. What um, I mean is a lot of the big games are not on there. And see, that's what I was saying, is I don't know if it's because of the rights these games have with these companies and stuff. Like that I don't think it's that, because, I mean, they were available digitally on PS3. What it comes down to, I think, Sony, it, it does take resources for them to check the game, put it over, and make sure the, the emulator plays it correctly before okay. they put it out. Yeah. But I think, and I get it, because of quality control. You can't just put games out there to shit, but I just don't get why there's not a small team that just run through all of them. Like, it seems to run fine. Let's throw it out there. There's only not enough PS2 games on PS4 as well. You would think that it'd be cool enough to have a PS2 classic library, yeah, or a uh, maybe even if it's just a PS2. Well, games. and I think the Vita could run PS2 games in some some form and fashion. Anyway. Oh yeah, like but okay. So where so where are we falling right now? Where do we fall on the way we want games to be? Do we want the games to just float, or is this one where we're going to disagree on? Do we? I want the games to just be given. Like if I buy the PS5 version or the PS4 version, whenever this comes out, I get a Vita download too, and the games are just the same, and I cloud save. Because See, here's the thing: the world's becoming more and more connected. Cloud saving and cloud downloading is easy to do. It's it's quick. It takes less than two minutes to do it. And um, definitely, and I know some people thought this was dumb the first time around, but the first initial Vitas that launched had 3G uh, um, SIM card slots. If yeah. they could get 4G LTE SIM card slots on these and I could just add it to my plan, I'd be happy. Now, I get that some people wouldn't, right. but the thing is, I'd rather do it that way, which it would be a drain on battery is the one, the one concession there. But if I can just connect when I want to connect, turn it on, 
download my, my my cloud save, turn it off, bam. That's that's what exactly how I'd want it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I line up with that. That's, in a way, a better way to put what I was talking about earlier is how that I wish that... Um, and actually, that now that... Because we haven't talked about this topic really prior to this uh, filming. This is all kind of really, really live. Um, but the way I was saying that if Uncharted came out, then there was a side story. That is a better way of, like, what I was meaning of that if... Uncharted you came out and you to continue to play it as you... Because I think what you're doing is you'd be saturating the market. Too many Uncharted... T- like, too many games at the same time the, and one of them would right. devour the other. Yeah. And realistically speaking, and it would probably could, be that the console would devour the handheld market. Right. And so the, the one that was put out as a side game on the handheld would never do as well. See, if and even if... I don't want And it, it may even hurt sales of the main game. I don't want it, but it'd be cool that if you didn't have a PS5 and you got a PS Vita instead, too. It had an HDMI spot on it. You could theoretically use it like a PSTV. But you were saying you didn't want to dock it. Right, I don't. But I'm just saying that for people who... like, But you wouldn't... So if they gave it a docking ability, you wouldn't hate it, but you, you don't... I wouldn't You don't it. want it. You yeah. Don't, I wouldn't use it either. Because I... It's like with a PSTV. Perfect example. I have not used the Switch on the dock, but once. First right. day I got it, just to see how it works, because you got you need to know. Only time I put it on the dock, and actually I've even stopped that. I pulled the charger back here, the dock's still up here. I just charge it charge back it. here. Yeah. And I don't even care. It's like, yeah. yeah, the dock is an easy way to charge it. But and see, it may be a good deterrent because this is one of my other points, is that I think that it will launch with, or it should launch with a similar price point to Switch, $300. Well, yeah, and, that's what the, the Vita launched. At. Right. Sweet spot of 250 to $300. Right. And now, the problem so, with that is that's trying to be a home console as well. That's part of why that price drove up. If they can get something that's as powerful or as more powerful as that by the time they then uh, launch, they could do something cheaper. that's $250 yeah. and actually even be a better console than that. Right. And, and so, then screen size coming down and all these components being less, your, your building material cost goes down, your well, screen cost And this goes is going down. back to going back to the whole docking thing is that you And could, 720p screen. That's a point that's, that was that's a point that, that I want to talk about. That was, so I do not want to go full least, HD screen. I do least. not want to go full HD. I'm just saying at least 720. For battery life purposes and screen size purposes, definitely if they keep the form factor where it's a five inch screen, 720p looks crisp as hell because of the pixel density on a five inch screen. Right. And, and actually I'll tell you right now. Performance as well. We could put yeah, this exactly. in the same it Because needs to it, it'll save battery life. It'll it'll be able to squeeze more graphical detail out instead of trying to put 1080p there, and then it's just basically cramming more pixels. Yeah, it would look better, but why, would it look better enough to just cut cut down, go to 720p, and able to be like do more with the game because you're not giving up? Well, what's the Switch play in a handheld? 720. 720. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it, the the screen on the Switch would, is 720. It would definitely need to perform as well as the Switch to even have 720. That's all. It just needs to be HD, not full HD. I'm talking about the game performance as well. Yeah, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Uh, and I'll tell you, as somebody who plays the, the who's played the Switch on TV and handheld, the TV looks a little bit better, but it's really not a lot. And it's actually more amazing to look at the screen and go, "Man, I can't believe this looks as good." So you do not need to go 1080p. Definitely not anytime soon. Uh, on a screen that mean, small, there's no reason. It's like okay, it's like phone. It's like these phones that are coming out at 1440p, which is what ours and are. And it? yeah, I'm not wrong. It looks great, but it's cutting into your battery performance. No region lock is kind of one we can slide in there. Not a nece- necessity. And it necessity. wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah. Sony's removed it. So, I mean, there hasn't been region lock on the Vito. Flash cards like the first we kind of already talked about. I'm kind of going through my list here. Yeah, that PS down. Classics. Yeah. Uh, variety of colors and bundles. Something that we've kind of like, you know. And this is one thing I want to talk about where the Switch would trump locking. the Vita by nature of what it is. Uh, unless they find a way to do this on the Vita, which I don't think I'd want because of how I want it to feel in my hands. Because I right. don't like the way the Switch feels in my hands. Yeah, it's that analog it's, it's, stick. It's, it's fine, but I don't like offset analog yeah. sticks. Eight. Just that far And apart. not even because they're offset. It's because they're offset in a dumb way. 
If, if this analog stick was really far down, this one's really far up, that's fine. Instead, this one's in this weird middle area where It just needs to be like the Wii U, where it's the same analog stick across, across the, the top. Yeah. I would be fine. Or across the bottom. I'd be fine with that. But it doesn't matter. Right. So, um... Remote play returns, we've kind of Remote already... play, yeah. Or I don't even necessarily know if I'd care about remote play, because if you can just play the same game, why do you need to remote play? Well, that's what I was saying. Throw your game that, over. Well, if, they, all... if they make every game, yeah. If they make every game like I'm talking about, where every game is cross-play uh, and cross-save, you well, don't need to worry well, about that. That's what I say about the price point is that if the PS5 is let's let's say four hundred, you could save one hundred and fifty dollars and go with this if you're strapped for cash, and then still have every titles, game. And then when you get a PS5, go back and replay them in true four K or yeah, or whatever, whatever it may be. be. Yeah. yeah. So um, online features of that's a given. You need place uh, to be able to play with people. which don't worry, they've already done. Uh, and I think okay, just so we talk about it, I'm pretty sure the Switch has got four gigs of RAM. Um, just going off of I this stuff. Does. I think it's got two sections of two gigs of RAM. So only two gigs are actually available to games. So I think at the minimum, the from specs position, we've already talked about a 720p screen, a touch screen, uh, is what I think would be on it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it does need to have at least four gigs of RAM. Uh, but since it's not trying to be a console at the same time, they can use more and work it out better. Uh, yeah. Battery life is a must on this. I want the battery life to at least be what the original Vita was, which is around five hours. Uh, the Slim's a little bit better around six. Uh, that's partially because of the screen and, you know, just general advancements over time. I want to look at the milliamp hours on those bat- and batteries, which has, let's see, if there's a 12,000, no, that's a 12,000 battery pack. 4310 is what it looks like. Uh, so at least 4400 is what you really want to say, because you want it to outlast. The switch is big, though, man. And I think yeah, part of that, that may what be, runs into this stuff. Because it's borderline a tablet with with a controller. Yeah. Because so, Zelda, man, you get like three hours of battery life. Not even that. Dang. Not even that. Two and a half to three. And if you run it with full brightness, probably less. So, I don't want to get too far into that side of it. But, you know, we, we know spec-wise. I want to have a 720p screen. No back touchpad. Uh, no back touchpad. Full, full controls. Full controls, yes. R2, L2. Every R- L3, first R3. game crossplay. Uh, I think every game should be crossplay. There's no reason. But well, uh, I, I, I know that you can't, nece- you can't necessarily control. So, yes, at least if all first-party games are cross-play, uh, cross cross-save. Right. Um, do you think there's any other real main things you'd want to say? Um, I mean, I still say sacrifice the camera. Yeah, like, because I know the 3DS has their cameras for 3D um, in some games. Um, one thing that would be interesting, I don't necessarily too. know how I feel about this, but one of the cool things about the Switch is that you can take the controllers off, put them onto this little controller, or bring a pro controller, kick your, put the kickstand up, and right. just set your thing down. So what do you think about, not? I think still keep it a, well, I mean, but I'm just saying, if they announced it, would you moan? If yeah. if it was the normal thing, there was a kickstand, you kick it back, and you could you could connect the DualShock 4 to it. Yeah, because realistically, if it is... Because they do have Bluetooth support. The Vita already has Bluetooth yeah, support. Yeah, but if it's retaining this size... Yeah, well, look. My issue is... Say you're on a plane. Okay. And I've been, I've been on planes recently a lot, so... Right. Here's your little table. Right. You kickstand that up, you put that right there, and then you can that way you can keep the screen up close to your eyes, but while it's kicked there, you can just play with the dual side comfortably in your lap. The best part about that is you would have on remote play R3 and L3 and L2 and R2, but... I would prefer to have it this far away from my face because I'd see the screen better. If 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 I'm this far away, I would well, feel like, and that's the kind of the it would make thing. your back feel better. You feel like you could relax because you know, like playing a Vita or a Switch on plane is a lot like. Yeah, and see, even then, I'd probably I'd probably just hold it in my hand like this, and then just kind of like lay back. 
Yeah, but I'd like to just have the little thing that folds down to set it there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want it to be. A, I don't want it to be a hybrid console. Honestly, I think. Well, Nintendo, I don't think that that makes it a hybrid console, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess with the controller. I mean, you could add that in. You could do it with the PSP. I don't know if you knew this or not. No, you could uh, on the PSP. You could connect. Uh, you could plug your PSP from the top uh, or from the top into your PS3, uh, and this was for resistance. If you had, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you could plug it in and then go to the settings and resistance retribution. This yeah. is, this is, I think, the only game that ever used it, uh, but it was a really cool feature. And you could go to the settings and you could plug in the PS3. You could prop it up, and it wouldn't go to your TV or anything. It was just you could prop the system up and you could play the entire game with with L2, R2, and with uh, L3, R3. and with a second analog stick. Because the PSP didn't have a second analog stick. Yeah. So, and what it did, that game had like a little bracket where if a monster went to this bracketed area, it would automatically target him. It was like a smart target system yeah. to help with having to aim with the face buttons. Right. Uh, it, took that, it took that away, and it, and it gave you the option. So it was awesome. It was weird. See, that, yeah, that, and that's more of a feature. Um, well, it, that's what it I wouldn't, mean. It wouldn't be a, um, not a, uh, I guess built-in functionality of it. Like, I don't want that to be... I don't want wide. it to be a feature of a game, though. I want that to be widespread. You, it'd suck if you like, oh, man, if I play, if I want to play this game, I can't play with the DualShock 4. Well, no, I feel like it would be a commonly known feature. I just feel like... I, don't, I just feel like it would be uncommon to see somebody playing a handheld that way. Because especially this, if it's for keeping a small form factor. Um, I think that it would be nice to have. Especially if, uh, if for some reason it didn't have a full controller support. Because mm-hmm. it would at that point. Yeah. I really hope it would have full control. It would. Basically, the Switch has proved that it can. Yeah, and and people are willing to carry that thing around. And if you just thin, if you look at like the Switch, it has got really thin L one R ones. Yeah, which is fine. I don't I like it's that. not it, ideal. It's not ideal, well, but it's fine. When I held the when I held the Switch, so the if you analog take the, sticks got it, me. I don't know where the hell it's at. But if you take my Fat Vita, it's in my room, I think. Uh, if you take my Fat Vita and you look at the way the, the the shoulder buttons are, if you cut that shoulder button in half, it's still thicker than the Switches, and you can still put. You could even put the same feel on the back, but having a little bit of lip like the Switches want to do would be perfect, and I think it wouldn't yeah. even add any thickness to the original Vita body. Yeah, and see, it wouldn't work with the Slims because the Slim is really thin. Slim's perfect. Like honestly, it feels really good. Honestly, yeah. I thought about buying one of those cases just to have remote play buttons on the back, but you don't want to mess with the way your console feels necessarily. Well, that and I don't know how well those cases. I'm really OCD about the way I have a. A screen protector and a skin on my console because I don't want scratches. I don't want yeah, I was loud. I don't want the case to bend in my screen protector or bend in like indents in the skin. Yeah, just because I like it being very very clean and very very pristine at all times. But it's something you know we've always joked about and something that we hope would eventually. We're not joked about. We've talked about it seriously. Yeah, really. I mean, we joke about the fact that it'll never happen. But here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now. With with all of the shit that happened with the PSP and how rampant uh, piracy went with the way that those were being able to be modded. Pandora batteries. Man, that whole setup, I would have never expected to see the Vita in the first place. And I remember when they started talking about the NGP. Memory cards. I was like, well, oh, yes. It needs to support SD, a uh, micro if it, SD. If it has to be proper, uh, proprietary. No, it does not no, need I'll to be say, If it has to be. If Sony, if it you do this, it doesn't have, to. have a good pricing. No, I'm just saying, though, if they well, do yeah, that for some the, weird hacking Do you want to know why the pricing's bad? It's proprietary. That's why. Yeah, no. Because saying, it means that they're people but are it only buying this for of one the console. I mean, you could say that's probably what it is. Part of trying to keep it, you know, secure. Um, yeah. It, it, but it, you know, the other thing is, is that because part of the reason the PSP was so easy to hack was the disc. So right. them going to cartridges already made it harder. Yeah, I was gonna say if they had, if Sony had to do that, at least have good pricing for them. I don't. I want to pay. But but hundred- they can't because the production only it only works for this one console. 
the fact, you know why micro SDs are so cheap? They work well, for in everything. fucking everything. Yeah. So people buy them for everything, and the demand drives the price down to for, from competition standpoint. And there's so many of them being made that you basically it's like you're bulk making these. Yeah. So well, the problem with Vita is that you're not. A lot of people and it only works on the Vita. And if the card literally only works in the Vita, there's like no reason because like the M2 memory cards that were worked without PSPs. throughout all the PSP Go. And it That's worked, right. It yeah. worked in the Sony uh, Ericsson phone that you, you and Seth used yep. to have, and it worked in certain Sony cameras. See, that was proprietary across Sony, but at least it had it was still cheaper than the Vita cards ended up being because the Vita cards only were using the Vita. Yeah, and uh, people will argue that the price of the memory cards is reason why one of, this, one of the reasons why this system failed is yeah. how ridiculous and they then, are. And then quick lack of first party support. You know, second yeah. second year in, they kind of were like, "This isn't going where we want it." to go because you can you so, can play all the rpgs you want you just got, you don't got space for them. well i'm sure we probably missed out some things that we've talked about in the past but if you have any ideas of what you would like to see in a vita 2 i would love to hear them because i'm just all in my mind i love to speculate about the future of there being a vita 2 because the more we talk about it the, the more, more I, I dreams the more i get to feel like it's actually going to happen and maybe if we're vocal enough about it sony looks at it and goes hey maybe there still is a market there and i do hope that maybe the switch performing well like it has been it motivates is, is a motivational tool oh my god because i, I think so, that so much this shows sony right here this is because I'm telling you, most people are using this as a handheld. I would, you look, I would. I see. That's the thing is, I would. It being that big, I would use it. So, so what that shows is that to Sony is that there is a market for a handheld console. Oh yeah, there always will they, be. I and think. If, as long as they can get the cross-play, cross-save thing, because that is part of it. People feel like they can play the same game across being at home and on a, right. on a TV. Now, not necessarily saying that, but if they feel like they can play the same game that's on their PS5, and if they find a way to make at least the first-party titles free, or if you buy the PS5 version, you get the Vita version like they did with all the PS3 cross... Or maybe... Like uh, PlayStation, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Was a well, I was going to say, or even maybe... They uh, did the same thing with it. PlayStation or, Plus deals with that, too. I don't know. There, there'd be a way to do it. So this too is many all, technicalities. This is all perfect world situations. Right. So, um... Like I said, we'd love to hear y'all's ideas. If you have any ideas, let us know. You can uh, tweet at us. You can let us know in the comments down below. Um, so I think it was a good idea to talk about it. And I know that the Vita is kind yeah, of just, like a... just for the, fun. The Vita is a... a, a, a I'd almost go as far as to say it's almost like a Sony fanboy thing. That, like The people who really love Sony really found the Vita and liked it. But I'm sure oh, there's yeah. plenty of people who just found it from nature of wanting a handheld. And I'm curious at how much the Switch into the remaining Vita market and if we'll start to see less games come. So it might be that we need a Vita successor sooner rather than later. Yeah, to keep these great uh, indie games like... Um, Which, I mean, they'll come to the Guacamole Switch, but I really want to keep trophy support and stuff. Like, that's what I love about the Vita. Yeah. Getting trophies on the go. Yeah. You know, that, that's a great thing. If I play a game, I want to have that pool of knowing I can still trophy hunt on the go. Right. Um, and so and, I, and that's part of why I talk about cross-save and cross-play. You know, we've been playing Terraria. I throw that little world over and I'm trying to trophy grind while I'm sitting there watching TV. Yeah, laying in bed. So it's so great. It's, it's I great. mean, you know. It's easy. I can binge watch How I Met Your Mother, Arrested Development, yeah, or whatever. Terrible show. <laughs> Arrested Development or How I Met Your Mother? Both. Anyways. <laughs> Guys, this has been episode six. Be sure to let us know what you thought in the comments. You think, you think I'm letting this... Yeah, I'm not letting it go. We're going to go on the board and get some Mexican food. We'll, we'll see about that. Uh, anyway, uh, hopefully you all join us next week. So thank you. This has been Triangle Squared. Episode six. Fucking butt sweaty.